0: It is Jared of the GM on ESPN 1025, the game. It's a fireball hot take Friday, a big Friday here on Jared of the GM. But, of course, Friday at 5 o'clock means it's time for the GM's three things, three up, three down, three things that Floyd wants to see on Sunday against Tampa, three things he absolutely does not want to see against the Buccaneers. Of course, quick injury update, Delaney Walker and Adoree Jackson are out. Am I wrong, Floyd, for not getting too worked up? at the idea that Delaney Walker being out isn't that big of a deal, but a Jackson also doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal, but a has played steady corner this year. So maybe it should be a big deal kind of thing.
1: Well, I think it's the, you know, you don't, at least I don't necessarily have the great fear of the three receivers. Now, if your corners can stay healthy and everything's fine, then you know you're gonna be you're gonna be okay covering the two guys now if they if you were playing you know somebody like Atlanta and they had their three if if Sanu was still there and they had their three guys, yeah, I think you'd be really concerned you didn't have him but uh but you know this may be actually one of the better weeks to try to get by without him
0: which is amazing to think about when it comes to a team that they can throw the ball like they can throw the ball,
1: yeah. That's why, I mean, and the team is so unusual because the some the players that they have are good players are like, you know, all pro good. Mm-hmm. It's just that there are so many other areas that they don't have that. and And where they're bad, they're just, you know, not very good.
0: Okay, with that, now it's time for Floyd's three things. Three up, three down. Floyd, let's start with what you want to see on Sunday.
1: Number one. Uh, First thing for me is I think it's going to be real, real important for this game that we play complementary football. And we hear Vrabel talk about this all the time. But I don't think, I mean, I I don't think that we can go out on offense and just score enough points to, to beat them. I don't think our defense is going to go out and shut them out down, you know, shut them out. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be good enough to to do some things that are really, really strong. and, And generally speaking, it has to do with scoring points. So we're going to have to play really, really smart, complimentary football. We've got to, you know, get for third downs. We've got to eat up the clock. The defense has to be smart. They don't have to be greedy. They're going to give up, you know, I can tell you right now, they're going to give up some passes, but we can't give up a 70-yard touchdown. We can't give up those kinds of plays. And if we can kind of keep everything, you know, under a certain umbrella – then I think, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape.
0: So we've, we've looked at 21 points as kind of what the offense has to get to every week because the defense is so good this season that they're going to hold the other team under 21 points. They haven't allowed 21 points this year. Do you think that that – do you worry about that – you know, like, does the number have to inflate because it's Tampa Bay? I,
1: I think the number will inflate a little bit. You know, the thing we can't let it do is we can't let it inflate to 31. You know, we if we we have to let it go from 21 to 24, 25, you know, in that area. Because we can, you know, we can still compete. But if they start jumping out there scoring 30, 35, 40 points, I mean, I just don't see us able to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. What's the second thing? Number two. Second thing is uh, we're going to have to continue the consistency we saw with the offense last week. And I think we talked about all the things that we looked for in this offense and all the things we thought were important. And now, you know, we didn't have to put up these dramatic numbers and we didn't have to throw for, you know, six TDs and we didn't have to do. But we did have to go out and... You know, get the ball in the receiver's hands, let them run with it, be smart, protect the quarterback, run the ball a little bit, do all of those things that kind of kept us well rounded. And I think we did a really good job of that. And we have to come back this week and do the same thing. Now, it never ends up exactly the same. But I think, you know, coming back, we're going to have to be able to run the ball a little bit. We're going to have to be able to be smart with who we throw it to. We're going to have to be able to give us some chances, not turn the ball over, all of those kinds of things. Uh, and, again, if we do that, then then I think the offense will give us a chance.
0: And that takes us to the third. Number thing three.
1: Uh, we're going to have to score more points than than we have scored, and we're going to have to slow down some of their scoring. They're averaging 30 points a game, averaging so, you know, they've played as they've they've played games where they've scored more than 30 as you know, generally speaking, as much as they've scored less than 30. So uh, we're going to have to slow that down and um, and we're going to have to score a few more points ourselves, which generally speaking, you know, if everything goes according to oil, we'll be the red zone. You know, that's what we're talking about. We get down the red zone. We have got to score. And when we get down to the red zone, we're not going to probably prevent them from scoring. But we can't let them score touchdowns the whole time. That would be the key. You know, we've got to make them kick some field goals. We, generally speaking, have been very good at that. And we we just need to make sure we continue to be very good at it.
0: What's the target number of points? We've been using 21 all year, and we said that that number is going to have to go up. So if you think that you're going to have to keep Tampa under their average – but you're going to have to add in the points yourself. What would you tell the offense is the is the target number for them to score?
1: Yeah, I mean it's you know 24, 27, probably. You know, in that in that area.
0: Mm, for a team that has not gotten to 27 this year, yeah,
1: well, that mean, will be quite that'll be tough. quite the challenge. But I mean, you got to figure they're going to go out if they if they, you know, are are a field goal or a touchdown under. Their average, they're still going to end up with, <laughs> with more points than you've get you than you've been able to score all year. So, like I said, the offense is going to have to pick it up. We're going to have to find a way to get a cheap one, and God, it's time for special teams to do something special, isn't it? I mean, I'm we can out of that. We could use something here, um, but we're going to have to find a way to get a cheap one, and we're going to have to find a way to to make sure that we don't let them, you know, get on some kind of roll.
0: Which takes us to three down. Three things you don't want to see. We start with the first thing.
1: Number one. First thing is we just can't give any big plays up on defense. You know the defense cannot give up the long ball. We have to be smart about what we're doing. Like I said, we know they're going to catch some, and and that's fine. But we cannot get, you know, think we have help and it's not there, or mix the coverage up, or or do whatever it is and let one of those good receivers run by us for a big uh score because that's that's the way Jameis makes makes his living. You know, that's his four day.
0: What is the second Number thing? Number
1: two. Second thing I, I think and I've I don't generally get here because I know how difficult we've got to get some pressure on on Jameis. Um you know he has not they've given up a lot of sacks. Uh they uh he he doesn't necessarily one respond well to pressure but two he has a tendency to drop the ball around like marcus used to do so uh you know he's we may be able to get some kind of strip sack something that's cheap uh but once again i mean when you're throwing the ball downfield as far as he's throwing it and as as long as that takes then then that means you know you're holding the ball a second and so we're going to have to get some pressure on him to bre- prevent that from happening. And uh, and maybe the one time that one of the corners does get beat, we get a sack and it doesn't matter.
0: So how much does Simmons play into that, in your opinion? Because a lot of people are getting excited about Simmons, and I'm still kind of like, whoa, there now, I mean, he's really young.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we need to wait. I mean, I think the 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 good thing was that um, you know, he didn't miss any practice this week. He didn't, you know, they didn't have to hold him out because he was sore, or because it was swollen, or any of those kinds of things. So, I mean, I think that has to be a, a giant plus. Um, and and you know, he played twenty three games. Didn't look like he got too tired. So, you know, maybe you maybe you play him a little bit more and see exactly what what it is he can do. I mean, for a for a first time out. I mean that was pretty impressive, twenty-three plays. So you would love for him to to have a, be a factor on on all these games. And if he can, in fact, rush the passer inside, you know, along case alongside of Casey, uh, and and do some of the things we think he can. I mean, to tell you what, now that'll be a that'll be a real threat to them.
0: And then finally, the third
1: thing. Number three. Yeah, we. what I mentioned before, we can't make any mistakes on special teams. We cannot give, again, points are going to be at a premium for us. And we can't go out there and mess up a punt return and let them start the ball at the at the 20, you know, where they've almost got automatic three. So we have got to do to make sure there are no blunders on teams. Last week. We got a fake on the teams, and that was as big a play on special teams as we've had in a long time, and we end up winning by three points. So that goes to show you how close all those are and how important they are. And and a, a mistake, whatever kind of mistake it may be, cannot be tolerated.
0: Ian, I would hate to say that I tried to tell everybody about special teams last year, and I wanted to fire that special teams coach, and Floyd and Vrabel and everybody else, they would not let me fire that special teams coach, and now I just want everyone to look at the special teams and what they are now.
2: Well, I mean, the kicker thing, the coach doesn't really have much control over that. Although I will say, punt returner, we do need to do something on the punt returns. And what happened to Jennings as the best kick returner? We don't oh, really get anything out of there too. We got nothing, on returns. but we do need something out of punt returns. I know Dory's a mess, and Humphreys is just kind of don't screw it up. Yeah. So,
0: and punt coverage has not been perfect, and the, the punter has been great, but the punt coverage has not been perfect, and that has been another issue. So we'll see as far as that's concerned. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five six one five seven three seven one zero two five. We talked about the expectations for Ryan Tannehill and what they were last week. And he met them. But with a team in Tampa that can score a bunch of points, do the expectations rise? Have your expectations risen after last week with Ryan Tannehill? We'll discuss next. Jared and the GM. We're live from the Wholesaling Studio powered by RumbleOn.com. It's a fireball hot take Friday. It's ESPN 1025 The Game. And, of course, we are always streaming on that game Nashville app. Let me make sure that I don't need to tell anybody about anything. I don't. We are, of course, loving you on a fireball hot take Friday. It's ESPN, 1 or the game.
1: Judging from just what you saw from Ryan last mm-hmm. week and his ability to hit receivers for you know some nice yards after catch and things like that, going forward, you're hoping to have a lot more of that, I assumed and, and just be able to expand the playbook? Yeah, I mean, I think we're always trying to do that. We're always trying to identify where we can um, – gain yards or defensively you know attack a protection or a scheme you know in this case the the receivers got the ball um, in, a, in a position to to break those tackles and to miss uh, make guys uh, miss and that was a key to the game you know I thought ryan was decisive and
0: you know we'll need a lot more of that this week i mean it's going to be a lot of pressure um, this is you know Todd
1: does a great job defensively for him and It'll be, it'll be critical that we try to carry some of that over.
0: The ball coach, Mike Vrabel, saying, hey, yeah, you know, it's, it'll be nice to expand things, try to build, so on and so forth. Floyd Reese, we talked about this earlier in the week. If Tannehill gives you what he gave you on Sunday, can you win enough this season? And we said that this week they're going to need more points. Now, it should be easier to get more points because the Bucks' defense is one of the worst in the league in terms of pass defense. But we talked about our expectations for Ryan Tannehill last week and, and what we, we were expecting from him. And, and I said I wanted 250 yards and to develop a go-to guy. And I feel like I got both. He threw for over 300. And the go-to guy I felt like became Corey Davis last Sunday. I don't know what my expectations are for Tannehill in this game. But because of the Bucks' offense, do we need the expectations for Tannehill to rise? And what are your expectations for Ryan Tannehill?
1: well i think they do need to rise a little bit the thing that we can't do and the thing that i i get afraid of is that you know all of a sudden we're saying okay we threw for 300 last year, last week we got to throw for 400 this week mm-hmm. i mean those kinds of things just aren't going to happen and i think the more uh the more he feels that kind of pressure then i think there's probably you know more of a risk of him messing up um, so I, I mean, I think we have to go out and say to ourselves, Hey, and it doesn't necessarily, he could go out and do exactly what he did this week, but instead of kicking a field goal at some point in time, we've got to turn that into a touchdown. And you know, it's not, he doesn't have to, it's not necessarily that he has to go out there and throw for a, you know, an extra 200 yards. Um, but we just can't waste those, those, you know, situations, opportunities,
0: so I didn't feel like they wasted them last week, and yet they still only scored 23 points. Yeah. I don't feel like they blew. Like, were there more points? Did it feel like Tannehill at any point, the offense left points on the field on Sunday? Well, what did we kick?
1: Two field goals? Three field goals?
0: Two field goals, and then there is the one point that you missed on the extra point.
1: Yeah, okay. Then, you know, we, those two field goals, we have to make one a touchdown and, and the other a field goal.
0: Mm, that's a lot to ask.
1: Well, I mean, that's, you know... I mean,
0: this offense couldn't score a point before he took over.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's. I think that was before. I mean, I, I think it's it's changed a little bit. We're hoping it's changed a little bit.
0: So I want to believe in Tannehill, and I just love the fact that he sounds so much like a quarterback. But I'm I'm trying to figure out what I should read into when they say 32nd ranked pass defense. Okay, does that mean that Everybody in their grandma can throw on that defense because if they're the 32nd ranked pass defense, imagine how bad they must really be against the pass. Because Cam Newton, when they beat them in week two, could not throw and has not played quarterback since that game. So, how bad must you be if you could not throw? in one of your games, and you are still, or the other team could not throw in one of the games against you, and they're still 32nd in pass defense. So should that inflate the number of points? Like, would Tannehill have scored 30 points last week against this bad of a pass defense?
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe. But but the truth is, I mean, how many yards did he get in in, in L.A.? And what did L.A. put on him? You know, I mean, I think there have been... Because they score so many points, what do teams say? Teams say, we have to, yeah, we got to go out there. We got to chuck it now. You know, we're going to have to find a way to score 35 points. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is chuck the ball. So that's why I said I think it's got to be a real complimentary game so that you, you prevent yourself from getting to that point. That is not our personality. That is not our team. And, and I think if we start thinking that way, then I think we're going to end up in trouble.
0: Do you remember, like, with the Titans, do you remember the last time they went out and put 30 points on the board? And I'm not talking about the Cleveland game, because the Cleveland game, you know, that was, you know, no offense, that was the Cleveland game. Like, when's the last time the Titans went out there and hung a 30 spot offensively on the board? And I can't think of it.
1: Well, I can't you either, know? but what's wrong with Cleveland.
0: Well, Baker Mayfield threw you the ball four times. Well. <laughs>
1: Before that, it was Jacksonville
2: last year.
0: Where Derrick Henry ran for 238 yards. And
2: then the Patriots game. Those are the now only the two games. Patriots
0: game, that was a game now. And that pass defense was a whole heck of a lot better than this pass defense. So maybe they can do it. I don't know. I'm not holding my breath, but I'm also not. Dogging them. If we just don't, if
1: we just don't go out there and 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 get greedy or get panicked or get any of those things and and end up doing some not very smart things, you know,
2: God had sixty eight attempts in that game.
1: There you go. God, uh, I man, you got you get sixty eight attempts. That's two games for us. If if Ryan Tannehill throws the ball sixty eight times
0: what i mean how how many interceptions is that i mean is he going to make it through a game with this pass uh with with the pass blocking is he going to make it is he going to finish the game if he throws it 68 times and i'm dead serious in asking you that question like if they throw it 68 times oh my goodness
1: but i don't know that i don't know that any titan team has ever thrown 68
2: times goff
1: was 45 of 68 yeah there you go how many yards <laughs>
2: 517.
0: (laughs) Good night. Has a Titan quarterback ever thrown for 500 yards?
1: Oh, I don't know. Like Uh, Warren. Maybe Warren, yeah. I I don't know.
0: Um, I'm not so sure exactly where I, you know, I'm not so sure. Um, I'm on all of that. By the way, the uh, Chiefs have ruled out Patrick Mahomes for Sunday's game against the Packers, so he won't play. Uh, on Sunday Night Football, I'm sure TV's upset about that. I didn't even know Mahomes playing was an option, which but, which hurts my heart a little bit because it makes me think that Patrick Mahomes is probably going to uh, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be able to play when they play you in a couple weeks. Oh,
1: did, did he, he went through walkthrough? You see him?
0: Yeah, he was out there practicing. Yeah, so, well, apparently Andy Reid said Mahomes wanted to go back in the game on Thursday Night Football. Amazing. That is.
1: He's got to be a tough hombre
0: a little wild and a little reckless. 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. Coming up next, what the other AFC South teams are doing this weekend. We'll take a look at that. Plus some couple college notes I want to get into as well. Fireball Hot Take Friday. Jared and the GM, everybody knows Fireball Center Whiskey is the best. That's right. I love Fireball Center Whiskey. Someone told me you know, tonight is probably not going to be a great night to go out. I'm like, uh, have you ever taken a fireball shot? Because when you do, you will ignite the night, and you will know exactly what that's like. So please do it responsibly and be 21 years or older to enjoy. But again, that is Fireball cinnamon Whiskey. That's right. A real whiskey, not a liqueur like the other guys. Fireball cinnamon whiskey. Night the night. Please do responsibly. Be 21 years or older to enjoy. That's fireball cinnamon whiskey. Jared, the GM. CSPN, 1 or 2, five. the game.
2: Oakland is on the road to face a Houston Texans team who has, quite. I say quietly, I think is the a, is a right word, just kind
0: of getting it done. Victory. Yeah,
2: they're definitely getting it done. And I love Deshaun Watson in the Houston Texans in this one. I just think Deshaun Watson has had an ability to kind of take over games. I think. Similar to Cam Newton in his in, in his Super Bowl run, he just has this thing where everything revolves around him, and he makes that team go, whether it's with his legs, whether it's with his arm. He is the catalyst that gets that team from point A to point B, and I love everything that he's doing. And as long as he's healthy and as long as he's under center for the Houston Texans, I'm picking the Texans in this one.
0: So this is going to be a bad week for the Titans I'm worried about, Floyd. Okay. The Texans host the Raiders. Now, before I get all worked up about the Raiders, remember that the Raiders a couple weeks ago did go into Indy and beat the Colts. But the Raiders are the Raiders, and the Raiders aren't very good. Meanwhile, the Colts host Denver. We know Denver's not very good either, but they do have the extra time off because they played Thursday night football. But you're expecting Joe Flacco to go into Indianapolis and beat the Colts, and I don't necessarily feel very good about that. And finally, Jacksonville is playing the Jets on a short week who may have played one of the most embarrassing Monday night football games ever last Monday. Oh, and to top matters off, uh, Kalechi Osimile for the Jets is doubtful. Do you want to know why he's doubtful, Floyd?
1: Shoulder surgery, what is it? Something.
0: He had a repaired labrum today in Boston that was not authorized by the team. Osimile got a second opinion and a third opinion, which both told him to have surgery. It's an unauthorized surgery. The Jets have fined him every week of the season the maximum amount for conduct detrimental to the team. He is filing a grievance with that. Said that at one point the Jets, who said this was an accident, sent over clean MRIs uh, to doctors when asking for an opinion when the MRI that he had done was not clean. So the Jets have that whole mess which is clearly a Jets mess if there ever was one. They've played the worst game maybe in Monday Night Football history in, I don't know, the last five years or whatever. It was terrible. And on top of that, the quarterback is seeing ghosts. Please help me out with the AFC South. This feels like a 3-0 and a weekend for the other AFC South teams.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the Jets team is, you know, I mean, that's Pitiful. the reason the Jets are the Jets.
0: Yeah, they are the because Jets. That of is a perfectly Jets team. Because
1: of all the issues that you know you just mentioned, I mean, you worrying about whether or not a guy should have surgery, and I mean, if he thinks he should, then fine, let him have surgery. I know they don't want to lose him, but he's no good to you now. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I think the other two. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, they're going to play well. Everybody it sounds like everybody's got everybody at home to, this weekend, huh? Where do the Jets play?
0: The, that's a good question Oh, that I don't know the Nobody answer do. to, but, but
1: the other two are at home. So the other two are at home. Yeah. yeah so jets
2: at Jacksonville,
1: everybody, so everybody's, at, at everybody's at home. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just had, we got to keep pace and you know, what's funny. I just saw a thing up on the TV. We're right now fourth in the, in the, uh, AFC South. And we're, we're uh, I think it said half a game or a game out of the wild card spot. So that, <laughs> that just goes to show you where the AFC is. And, God, it, and makes really this, it.
0: it makes this Tampa game such a must win. And I know you hate that because every game as a as a football person, if you're a player, a coach, a GM, or whatever, you try to win every game 100% hard no matter what. This isn't baseball where it's like, well – You know, Johnny Joe's pitched three days in a row, so let's not pitch him today. I mean, this is the NFL where every game is a must-win, and you pour in everything you have the entire week in order to win the game. And then when you lose the game, you move on to the next game, and you don't have time to worry about the game you lost. And I I understand that about the league. So I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, this game is any different than any other game for how the players should approach it or whatever. But, boy, this game feels like a must-win. If you want to make the playoffs, if for no other reason just to hold serve, in case the other AFC South teams do win, but you've got to win this game. And I am just thinking to myself, like, man, if you lose the Bucks game after having lost the Broncos game and the Bills game, which were winnable games, and not to take away the Indy game, which you should have won, I mean, that's, you're, going to be, you're going to be in a tough spot.
1: Well, I mean, you have, you know, nobody to blame but yourself. I mean, there's, you know, the indie game, we mess that up. The, uh, the kickers, you know, mess the other ones up. And, and uh, at the end of the year, you know, they're going to tally that all up. But if you don't make it, I mean, you look at that and you say, hey, we didn't know the kicker was going to get hurt, <laughs> you know, right off the bat. He gets hurt, misses half a year, and it costs you a couple of games. It's hard to recover from that stuff.
0: Uh, A couple college games I want to get into before we get to six-pack picks. Number one is the Wisconsin-Ohio State game. I'm sorry. I I am not excited about this game. And I know we have it on our air, so I'm sure management is going to be furious with me. Uh, Everybody listen to this game. It'll probably be a great game. Hey, if I say it's going to be a bad game or that I don't care, it probably means it's going to be a good game and everybody should should watch and listen. Sally Rule. Sally Rule. But, like – I have no, now maybe it's because the Wisconsin lost last week. I I have no excitement about this game and they're pumping it on television. Like this is going to be a huge game, Wisconsin and Ohio state. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough with your little boy football. Ohio state's legit. I get that. But it, I don't need to hear about the, the big noon Saturday, Wisconsin, Ohio state. I, I got nothing for you on that game. I don't. I am not jazzed up. Even like when Texas played Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago, I was at least excited about that. This, Floyd, I got nothing for you. And I, I don't know if that makes me a bad football fan or a snobby football fan or an SEC football fan. I, I don't know. I got nothing for you in terms of being excited for a game as two top 15 teams playing.
1: Well, if if Wisconsin would have won last week instead of messing it up, it would have been totally different. But I think the reason Wisconsin lost was because they were looking at this game. You know, they're thinking to themselves, "Man, oh man, we get past this one, and we've got Ohio State. And if we can beat Ohio State, we'll win the. Uh, you know, on and on and on. And uh, and that's why you got to take them one at a time because they they totally mess that thing up, and uh, and it may end up costing them. But uh, but it's gonna. It's an early game. It's a good game. I mean, it's they'll both go in there and you know play their butts off because they know they both know how important it'll be It's the only chance Wisconsin will have.
0: It might be the only chance Ohio State really has. If they blow it, you know, I mean maybe if they beat Michigan and they beat Michigan, well they've already beat Michigan. Yeah, State. They, if they beat I, Michigan and then they beat them again in the big they beat uh Wisconsin again in the Big 10 championship, then maybe.
1: Yeah, but I don't the see them time, losing. I don't see them losing to anybody. Ohio except the, yeah, except Wisconsin will be the best chance in my mind. And I haven't seen all the teams play now, but of the teams I've seen play.
0: I mean, maybe it's just Fox is pumping this game so much. And I think the World Series probably has something to do with that because I've watched some of the World Series. So I see the, hey, don't miss Fox, big noon Saturday, you know, and I'm like, no, no, thank you. I think it's uh, an early
1: th- start too, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, that's Fox's thing is Fox was yeah. trying to compete. Yeah. So, for example, if Fox was doing what they had done in the past where they would try to to get a good game at three thirty or I guess 2.30, at 2.30 or at 7 o'clock with the other ones, this game would be going up against Notre Dame-Michigan. Well, what game are you going to watch there? Everyone's going to watch Notre Dame-Michigan. Or Auburn-LSU, what game are you going to watch there? Everyone's going to watch Auburn-LSU. So Fox said, let's take this time slot. ABC's got the night slot, CBS has the day slot, and let's take that early slot and uh, get Urban Meyer on our pregame show and that's what they've done and I think it's worked out well as a football fan I like it cuz those early games used to just be so boring it used to be like Kansas State versus Iowa State and I'm like Psh. so I'm I'm thankful that it's no longer you know Arkansas versus Southern Alabama uh auburn lsu should be a good game i'm expecting lsu probably you know take care but it's a two tv game in the midday floyd in fact for me it's probably a three tv because louisville's playing uh, uh virginia but south carolina tennessee is tennessee's season on the line against south carolina
1: i i mean uh, the the potential for a successful season is on the line i i think that's that's the way i'm looking at it if they can find a way to win this then i think they can see their path to a bowl mm-hmm. you know now can we they get there who knows but after the start they had if they can beat this win this and see their way to a bowl i think everybody would kind of sit around after that and go wow you know what a finish um if they don't i mean the truth is if they don't win it they can still you know end up in a bowl but um, it would sure be nice to to end up in a bowl with one more win than you thought you could get.
0: So the one thing I have learned is that you are a one TV guy, even though you have the ability to watch four screens at once on your TV, although you do not know how to do that, and I don't know how to do that for you. I wonder if Sean knows how to do that for you. I don't know. Yeah, but, Sean
1: or Jared would be the best chance I'd have.
0: So there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... But what game are you watching in the middle of the day? Are you going to watch Auburn versus LSU, or are you going to watch Tennessee-South Carolina?
1: Oh, I usually f- go back and forth. I mean, but I but don't...
0: which one's going to be the main game?
1: Oh, LSU.
0: LSU-Auburn. I said yeah. LSU-Florida. I mean, L- we've yeah. already seen that. Auburn, I think I'm with you. That's yeah. going to be a great I mean, game, that's, I hope. That is unless, probably unless, the game of the day. Unless... You know, which LSU blows them out, which if they do, that'll be a a huge, huge warning sign to Alabama. But, I mean, I'm pumped for those middle-of-the-game days, for those middle-of-the-day games, which is good because I have no excitement for Ohio State and Wisconsin, which takes us, of course, to six-pack picks coming up next. Ian, how did we do last week? I think I did pretty terrible. You're each each
2: three and three.
0: I thought I did a lot worse than
1: that. So what's the... uh...
2: Floyd, you are tw- 21 and 29, and Jared is 20 and 30. So you got the one game lead.
0: I am 10 games under 500. I don't even think I was this bad last year when I pulled the Sally rule to save my season.
2: That's a tough question. I'd have to go back and look at the
0: standings. <laughs> that is so, so sad. I'm thinking about doing it again this week, but I don't know. Then, after like three weeks of me just reeling off winners. Floyd, Floyd brought in a coin and flipped it every time to make his picks. No such luck there. Six-pack picks is next. Jared, the GM, Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's ESPN 1025, the game. It's going to be rainy this weekend, Floyd Reese. I think
1: It's going to be real right. rainy. Yep.
0: Which I don't like. You all know that. You all know that I'm anti the rain. But it is what it is. It's going to be rainy all weekend long. It's raining now in Nashville, and it's going to rain all day tomorrow, I believe. That's what I heard. Uh, Literally rain all day. And then on Sunday, the sun will come out. So I don't know what that will do to the field at Nissan Stadium, but I'm sure Terry Porch and his staff will have that field ready to go on
1: Sunday. Oh, it's tarped up, I'm sure.
0: I bet you used to hate that when you were GM. What if they played a college game on it? Like last week, they oh, had a TSU if they,
1: game. If they had to play tomorrow, yeah. Before, oh, it would tear it to uh, never recover. I mean, How it mad would mess. you be as GM
0: if something like that? I mean, you can't avoid it. There's yeah, what you
1: do, are you going to do? You know.
0: But I do love the fact that last week uh, TSU had their homecoming game. I, I don't think anyone's playing there tomorrow at Nissan Stadium. But if they were, the field would be a mess. Oh yeah, it would be a mess. For, uh, for the game on Sunday. But without further ado, it is time for six-pack picks.
2: Okay, I tried to do some research. Last year, it looked like week seven, you went Sally Rule, and you were 14-22-1, and, and then you went Sally Rule for that week.
0: So mm.
2: pretty close to the same <laughs> as last year.
0: I might have to go Sally, week th- Sally Rule this week, but if I do, I won't let Floyd know.
2: All right, we'll start with your, I guess, not favorite game of the week. 11 a.m. Big noon Saturday on Fox, right here, ESPN 1025 the game. Wisconsin at Ohio State. And let's see, Ohio State is minus 14 and a half. Who goes first? Go first? Who goes first, Floyd?
1: I uh, let him go.
0: Okay, I will take the Buckeyes. I think Wisconsin proved that they are phony last week. Now, they're not that bad, they're not as bad as Illinois. But they proved that they're phony. They ain't going to compete with Ohio State. Ohio State is a legitimate title contender. I'm taking the Buckeyes, and I don't think this one's going to be very close. And maybe that's why I'm not interested in this game. I'll go Buckeyes. I'll go Buckeyes 35, Wisconsin 6.
1: You know, uh, I, I I think I'll go Wisconsin. Hmm. And, and I'll tell you why. They've got... The best running game in the country. Now, I don't think they're going to win. I just don't think, you know, I don't think they're going to lose by 15 points. Uh, they've got the best running game in the country and and maybe the best running back in the country. And I think they're probably just going to take that, you know, and eat that clock up and not let Ohio State go up and down the field with them. So I, even though I think Ohio State will win, I just I just can't see 15 points.
2: All right, the best game from the best conference this week actually could be the best game from the best conference. Auburn at LSU, Death Valley. It's a 2.30, not a night game, but 2.30 CBS, and LSU is minus 10.5, Floyd.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with LSU. Um, and, and um, I mean, they're on a roll. They may, be, they may be the best team in the country. Who knows? Uh and, and the quarterback is literally on fire. And even though Auburn has um, has a defensive line that is really, really good, I don't think, you know, they're not going to stop them from scoring. They may slow them down a little bit, but I'm, I'm not sure Auburn and that freshman quarterback, he's, that freshman quarterback's never seen what he's going to see this weekend.
0: You've said that about him. You have said that about him all Year long, Floyd, but with that, I'll take LSU too. Uh, I, I think
1: <laughs> he started.
0: I, I like Auburn. I think I like them as a team, but I, I think that it's a it, what we thought was maybe a three-horse race with Georgia, Alabama, and uh, LSU is now a two-horse race. It's Alabama and LSU, and if Tua doesn't play uh, in two weeks, it may not even be close between the two. I'm going to go LSU. If the game were at Auburn, maybe a different story. That could definitely be an upset alert. But because the game is in Death Valley, I'm going to go with LSU. By the way, speaking of the best game from the best conference, I, uh, I saw Commissioner Sankey at the Preds game the other day, and I was wearing a Louisville sweatshirt. He didn't like the Louisville sweatshirt. I'll just I'll just leave it at that.
2: All right. And then the ESPN, or ABC, actually. Six
0: we're not picking the Bulls?
2: Nah. 6.30, ABC, even line here. It's a pick Notre Dame at Michigan.
0: Oh, my God. Who cares about this game? I want to pick the Vols.
1: Notre Dame an at
2: Michigan. It's actually an Michigan. actual good game that
0: matters. The, the Vols matters a lot. They, they may want to fire Prude if they lose this game. Uh, I'm going to go Notre Dame. I think Michigan sucks. Give me Notre Dame.
1: It's at Michigan, you said, right? Correct. This is the
0: nail in the coffin for Harbaugh, by the way, if they lose.
1: I'll go Michigan because of that very reason. What's the spread or well, it's even, right? Even.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll go Michigan. Playing Michigan and Michigan's tough and, and Harbaugh knows this is a must win for him, as do as does everybody else on that campus.
0: God, if he loses this one, they will just annihilate
2: him. Alright, we'll stick with the NFL with all in the division. The Broncos going to the Colts noon, CBS. Colts are minus five and a half. Uh,
1: it's me. Yep. Yep. I'll go Colts. Uh, I, you know, it's in Indy. Uh, Denver has had you know had trouble scoring. I I I just I don't care what Denver scores. I think that uh, I think the Colts will score five more.
0: I agree. I think that the Colts are going to win big. I think uh, Denver is awful, and I think Indy's legit. And I think they proved it last week with their win over the Texans, so I'm going to go with Brissette, and I'm going to go with the Colts.
2: All right, Raiders at the Texans, 325, CBS, Houston, minus 7.
0: Houston, minus 7. That's going to be tough. You know what? I'm going to take the Raiders. I don't know why, but because last time we thought there was no shot, the Raiders were going to go into Indianapolis and beat the Colts, and they did. There's something about this Raider team. It's weird. They beat Chicago. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to go with Gruden. I just just feel like the Texans may overlook Oakland. It's a total gut feel, so I'm going to take the Raiders, where they may play better away from home than they play at home.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Houston. Uh, You know, Houston at home, they are scoring a ton of points. And that, that quarterback, I mean, you know, no pass protection, no defense. No, he's just got to go out there and carry that team every week. He seems to be able to do it. So I'm going with Houston.
2: All right, and that brings us to the last game. We're on Fox this weekend, noon Tampa Bay coming to town. And let's see, the Titans are minus two and a half.
1: Me? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Tennessee. And two and a half is, is a lot in this game, I think. Uh, but I, I have to believe that they're going to go in there and for the first time in a long time across the board play as a group i mean i think they both i think the defense can now look at the offense and say okay they give you some hope the offense can look at the defense and say hey you guys keep the score down and we'll find a way to do this so i'm going to go with tennessee
0: titans 28 tampa bay 25 i go titans 28 tampa 25 i think it's going to be close i think Jameis winston is going to give the titans the game Because Jameis Winston sucks. I'll take the Titans. By a half a point will I take the Titans, but I'm taking the Titans. And we will see you on Sunday at 9.30 from the George Jones for the pregame. Chase and TD are rocking and rolling next. Jared, the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game.